I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. A shocking amount of chalk comes in yesterday. NBA, MOB, and hockey. The favorites, 20 and 1 straight up. 20 winners, 1 loser. The only underdog that won, the St. Louis Cardinals. Underdog revenge this afternoon. Orlando wins. They entered this series a 20 to 1 underdog. 20 to 1. Entered this game a 14 point underdog. One outright versus Milwaukee. What's the line going to be for the series? We hear, and we got a special guest, you're going to still have to bet $50 to win a dollar on Milwaukee. That big of a favorite still. Finally, Clippers are the title favorites. Only team now better than 3-1. to one. Lakers are plus 320. Milwaukee will be updated soon. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas. Live, surprisingly, with Steve Fezzik in studio. Usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Also, another special guest, Maddie Holt. We call him the Vig. Why the Vig? Former bookmaker. This guy booked billions of dollars. Literally, with CG technology for many years, but he's been out on his own with a company now with a substantial footprint, U.S. Integrity. We'll talk a little about that, but it's really, can we keep these games on the up and up? Now, you listeners know what I think of bookies, let's be honest. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. But there's always, there can be a good cockroach. And I I would say Maddie's not even (laughs) that. Not even that. But let's be honest, man. Now that you're away from that, there's some despicable bookies out there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I think there's some good ones in the regulated market. Yeah. Did you hear him say yeah real quick? (laughs) Now, unfortunately, he still has to work with them in his integrity. So he's going to give us the party line. Let's book a podcast. Now, you would argue about 42, maybe? Yeah, good call. So in about, well, you're going to be rich. So let's say in 10 years when you retire, let's book a pod right now. Just no holds barred. You're going to tell the truth. Deal. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we got a full house in Vegas. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's in Los Angeles. He's a Joe. Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we have got NFL training camp storylines all over the league, we've got Major League Baseball and their unwritten rules popping back up into the sports talk radio landscape. But what is the Vegas lead here on this Tuesday? I think we got to go with the Orlando upset. But I was almost tempted, and we'll dovetail it in, Jonas, 
when the favorites go 20 and 1, Jonas Knox had a good day. Were you batting yesterday? No, I was not. No. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's a thing. I mean, we've been doing this show for like 22 months, Matt, and Jonas is sitting on his 3 and 5 record. Yeah. Wow. Three, three five, winners. Eight bets total? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, usually people would sit like, you know, Fezzik, for example, he had 10 straight winners live right here, best bets, in March. Like back in March, he now has twelve straight winners. What? <laughs> I, I, you have to be on a new streak then, right? No, no. Wow. No Korean <laughs> two <laughs> bets in four months. No Korean ping pong. Well, listen, you know Fezzik's smarter yeah. than that. The thing about him is he's made like ten bets, but they all settle in October, November. Season wins. Yeah. Nothing that settles soon. That's all. I mean, the thing about Maddie was years ago he was starting to do some stuff with us. And uh, Fezzik, you know, I didn't know they even knew each other. He runs up to him, got his arm around him and all that. A couple weeks in, Matt goes, man, you got to get Fezzik off me. It's like, what's going on? Every time I walk in, he's trying to say, can I get these limits up a little higher? Is there any way you can get me a parlay cart? I mean, he, there was no sense at all that, that you were like trying to relax. You were doing a little bit of work. It was like, what could he, how could he benefit? Yeah, and I, you should see the faces of the people back at Cantor when I used to say, hey, Steve Fezzik called me again. And <laughs> So we don't like them. They don't like us. I accept that. So let's go with the magic. Yeah, it was the 1-8 matchup in the Eastern Conference, and it tipped off earlier today, and it did not go the way that many people expected. It was the Orlando Magic, the 8 seed, taking out the 1 seed in Game 1 of their series. 122-110 the final earlier from Orlando in the bubble. Okay, so how big of an upset is this? So going back, and our playoff database is not as good, but going back to 2003, it's the biggest upset. Oh, wait, the second biggest upset in the NBA playoffs since 2003. 17 years, second biggest. That's big. Let's put it in context of the regular season. So if you have favorites between, let's say, 13 and a half and 15, just to kind of get in the range, remember, Orlando was a 14-point underdog in this case. To lose outright by 10-plus happens about 1% of the time. 1.2%. Okay, so... If you look at it, there's 834 games that fall in the category, regular season playoffs, and the Bucks are the 10th team to lose outright by double digits when they're a favorite this big. 10th team out of, wow, 834. So rare, rare, rare. To lose by double digits. To lose by double. I mean, it's, it's rare to lose that. I mean, I guess we haven't had that many underdogs that big in the playoffs, but still doesn't happen all that often. Um, like we said, less, especially to lose convincingly. All game. I mean, from the opening tip all the way on, I mean, Orlando handled them. So here's the question. Now, Matt, you had this information. I think it's stunning. So you, you know, part of U.S. Integrity, you called around and said, all right, what's this? We're going to put up the Milwaukee-Orlando adjusted series price. What's it going to be? It was a shocker. Yeah, the, the lowest one I heard was um, one to thirty, and and many books at around one to fifty still, despite losing game one. And before the game, it was a hundred wins you won. Correct. Okay, so I always think of Subway sandwiches. So let's see here. I'd have to. It's six dollars now, right? It's not five dollars anymore. The foot long. Still five. 
I don't think so. I just saw it last night. They're running really? commercials for five dollar oh. footlongs again, All bringing right. it back. Right back. So yeah. there you go. So if you would have bet five hundred on Milwaukee, you would have won five dollars before the series. Who knows if you're going to win? I can't believe that only cuts in half, and now you got to bet fifty to win a dollar. Does that feel right to you, Steve? Doesn't feel right at all. And I got to tell you that dastardly bookie, he is charging you through the nose to take the favorite in the series. Can I get fifty to one on Orlando? Oh no, that's not available, is it, Maddie? Cockroaches. Cockroaches. Well, uh, there's a fee paid in anything, you know, whether it's trading stocks or anything. There's a fee. He's making a good point, Steve. It's a big fee. <laughs> He's making a good point, Matt. <laughs> and here's what you got to know about the bookies. Whenever you can't tell what the VIG is, is when the VIG is the highest. So if it's minus 180 plus 160, you know what that, you know, hey, 20 cent straddle, you know, it's fair. Okay. But in the future odds, like, okay, we mentioned it in the headlines. Uh, Clippers are about plus 280 now. The favorite. Uh, 100 wins you 280 if they win the title. Lakers are 320, so 100 wins you 320. What happens if I want to bet against the Clippers? What happens if I want to bet against them? Somehow you can't. Now, occasionally, in, or I think in the NFL, Circa's been doing that, right? Yeah, they've been doing that in the NBA as well. So you can bet the yes or the yeah. no. And that's really nice because that shows just how much VIG they're really taking on these propositions. Yeah, and you can figure it out if you want with an Excel, you know, with some basic Excel work. But, but usually in the future pool, when we talk about this all the time, it can be upwards of 40%. Like if they have a hundred or a thousand bucks in there, they say four hundred for us, and you guys can split the rest. Can you believe that? It's twice the vig that they charge to play Keno. Now, Matt, do you want to jump and go? Yeah, that happens sometimes, but you know, um, uh, you know, I've seen it uh, low as twenty percent. I think a lot of the competitive <laughs> books now are around twenty percent in the futures market. <laughs> ah, so who's competitive? Oh, I, I don't want to put you on the sure. spot. All right. <laughs> You see a lot of 20 cent type future pools, Steve? No, I don't. And whenever I see a big underdog win, it's amazing how the, the VIG just goes up. There's a golfer, Jim Herman, won 500 to 1 at the Wyndham. And whenever that happens and the books have to pay out a big payout, it seems like all the sports, they drop down the jumbo payouts. Well, we're still suffering for the St. Louis or the, the Rams winning it um, in what, 99? 200 right? to 1, yes. Yeah. And to this day, like you'll see the Browns but three years ago, <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll give you 150. 150 to 1 on that one. <laughs> After a one win season. Uh, yeah. I'm RJ Bell with the bookie, Maddie Holt, and Steve Fezzik here in Las Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas. Jonas, does that seem right to you as a, as a batter, as a Joe, that. If you got Orlando, now the take back we're going to estimate is what? So Orlando was about 20 to 1 coming in. That's that huge straddle we're talking. So 100 wins you a dollar, a dollar wins you 20. Now let's give the books, that was before the series started, let's give the books a little credit. The only time they're collecting VIG is when the underdog wins. That's the more unlikely that is, the bigger straddle there needs to be to compensate for it. Is that fair to say? Correct. Yeah. So. You got to accept that, right? And if we do the actual Theo, even on those big straddles, it's usually like six, seven percent. Like the big straddles isn't the problem. Yeah, because well, the theoretical hold stays around four point five percent with these really, really big straddles. Mm -hmm. It's just it, it, it's a quirk the way the math works. It's complicated. Optics look bad, is all. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, he's been trying to figure out. I, I've asked him for years. Can you explain to me why this is wrong? He's like, I just know it is. <laughs> I'm not sure. Is that fair to say? Yes, it is. I mean, if you had your abacus out, but you don't have it, I mean, it's at home. You should get that <laughs> that pocket one you've been talking about. What do you think, Jonas? Um, it seems a little odd. So the way you guys are explaining it, a hundred dollars. Only wins you a dollar if you bet on Milwaukee. Before the series started. Before the series. But if you bet on the team that they're playing, you only Orlando get Orlando would have been Yeah, a dollar gives you twenty. Yeah. That doesn't it, even it, <laughs> You know, but you know what's funny? It actually is fair because think about it. If the favorite wins, what happens? Everyone that bet a hundred gets a dollar, right? And everyone that bet a dollar to win twenty loses a dollar, so the bookies break even. Correct. So the only time the bookies make money is when the dog wins. Thus, if the underdog's very unlikely to win, it's got to be a jumbo payout when they do win. How difficult of a time do you think people are having, as far as you know, people that are handicapping it or trying to evaluate the playoffs, how difficult of a time do you think they're having when it comes to Milwaukee? Because I can't figure it out. This is not just a bubble thing. They struggled before the pandemic, and now they're struggling since then. And at some point, we've got to take a step back and say, maybe this is a long-term problem. i got to be candid with you. This really reinforces what I've been saying the entire, and I won't call them seeding games because they're making that up. (laughs) Seeding? When have we ever had seeding games? That's just an excuse to play to get enough for the TV contract. But that said, Milwaukee didn't turn it on. Lakers didn't turn it on. Clippers didn't turn it on. Now, we will see with the Lakers, right? We saw Clippers look fine. Milwaukee has it. Why? Milwaukee's been almost famous this year. If you look at their point differential entering the bubble, it was, what was it, McKenzie? Fourth all-time or fifth all-time? It actually dropped, if you include the, concede, uh, the seeding games, it dropped a tenth. What did you say? Seeding games? <laughs> Sorry. I said, your mic's off. <laughs> you know, I let him on air once, and he, I mean, he hears me say, we do not call them seeding games. He goes, <clears throat> in the seeding games. That's it. You won't hear it. It might be a week before you hear him And again. you asked for what it was before yeah, I, yeah. the bubble games yeah, as well. Yeah, so he has to act like he's correcting me <laughs> and not actually giving the info. Well, let's say this. We're going to give him a chance to redeem himself. We'll take our break. We're going to tell you Milwaukee and what their point differential was and how it really told us at the time they were almost guaranteed to win the title. After this loss, not so much. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a closer look at the historic upset earlier today in the NBA playoffs. Also looking at the 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern start, OKC. Interesting line in that game. Favorite here. Just went to a favorite. Great day to join us. We have Matt Holt with us, U.S. Integrity, which is an integrity company he founded. How many employees you got now? Uh, ten full time, and then four consultants or part time. So who get, who gets your lunch? Yeah, we get some good people. I, I mean, is that are you the type to sit behind the desk and like kind of bark orders out? No, certainly not. I mean. Smaller companies, everybody's got to wear multiple hats. So That's an excuse to get other people to take the garbage out. Yeah. 
Great day to join us. We're going to hear all the insight, right? <laughs> this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year alone. Thank you so much for that. We promise, I promise, best football season yet. Number of surprises, including, not a surprise, the Rams previewing in our countdown. What, what team number? What 17. No- Ooh, they're almost the fi- right in the 50th percentile. Yes. This is the o- this is the last of the losers. Yes. <laughs> As Fez would say. All right. You can listen on 225 stations across this great country. If you don't know which station you could be listening to, just go to foxsportsradio.com and search. Right there, you're going to see one of 225 we're on right here in Las Vegas on the Strip. 113 degrees. 113. Excessive heat warning. The neon, again, boiling. So, RJ, we've been talking about it. The massive upset in the Eastern Conference of the NBA playoffs. Earlier today, it was the eighth seed, the Orlando Magic, taking care of the Milwaukee Bucks, 122 to 110, taking a 1-0 series lead. So, if you had bet just on the Magic to win game one, 9-1. to one. Wow. Just to win one game, 9-1. to one. The series price entering Orlando was about 20 to 1. So dollar wins you 20. What do you estimate on the take back, Matt Holt? Uh, the adjustment? Yeah, uh, 15 to 1. Okay. So if you like Orlando, and I tell you, Jonas, you made a great point. The Bucks really haven't played well. I'm not so sure I agree with your representation before the break. I agree they had that one loss. What was it? Uh, somewhere out west, they lost by like 12-point dogs or something. I think so, they lost the Lakers, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they certainly yeah. remember. The Lakers won um, against Milwaukee and the Clippers right that last weekend, right? And everyone got excited and the uh, plug got pulled. But remember, Giannis was kind of banged up, and then they lost the game as a double-digit favor. You know, I'm going to turn McKenzie's. Throw it up on the board. You don't have to talk. You know, enough of that. <laughs> He'll throw it up. But it, they did lose the one game, but I think it was more that there was pessimism. Jonas, Giannis was banged up, and they weren't sure if they were going to keep the number one seed. Would you agree? Yeah, and because he the injury happened on, I think it was a Friday night game, and it was against the Lakers, and it was late in that game. And that was sort of a discussion I think we had on the show the following Monday. We talked about, you know, what could this mean long term? If he's banged up, you know, could this have an impact on them getting that one seed? Because Toronto was playing so well at the time. But it's not anywhere. Or even with the Lakers, you know, cross-conference, oh, yeah, too. Very good, issue. very good point. But it, it, it's nowhere close to the struggles they've had in the bubble. No, there. I agree. Yeah. But to me, this is the danger of thinking you can just turn it on. Colin Cowherd was talking about this today. I disagree 100%. No sacred cow herds here. Disagree. He was saying, I turn it on every day. You know, I'm one minute I'm ready for the show. Next minute I'm ready for to be a father, a husband. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You can shift gears when it comes to living your daily life. But, I mean, just watching. I know we can glorify Jordan, but just watching the last dance. This is, you know, Jordan did his things that maybe you could say, why is he golfing? Why? Well, he had his routine. But whatever you want to call those assassin's eyes, those you know winner's eyes, um, he had a different mentality in the playoffs, in the regular season even, than he did in the offseason. And 
whatever we want to say, this is the, you know, Jordan's the biggest winner we've had since the old Celtics. And I mean, uh, speaking of that, this is a good segue, just how good Milwaukee has been and how big of a shocker it would be, not only if they lose this series, it would be a shocker if they don't win the title. Now, what do, what do, how could I mean? What can I mean by that? Look at this. Entering the bubble, now I know that doesn't count, but entering the bubble, the Bucks had a point differential, which was just a, a fancy way of saying what was their average win. You know, even you count the loss, you count the win. What, the, what was the average? They won by 11.1 points. 11.1. Fifth best ever at that point. The four ahead of them all won the title. You might know some of these people. The 96 Bulls. Okay, Michael. The 72 Lakers. I don't know, Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West. The 71 Milwaukee Bucks team, who I just saw a recent all-time list. They were the second best team ever on that list. Not saying that's right, but Kareem was on that team. You might know him, Lou Alcindor. And then the 97 Golden State Warriors. Or check that, the 2017 Golden State Warriors. I don't think 97 team was all that good. (laughs) But remember, we've said this many times. Based upon the odds, that Golden State team or those teams were the best teams of all time. They were such big favorites over the field. No other team had ever been that big. And then Milwaukee as they played pre-bubble. Now, in the bubble, they literally only had a margin of 0.3 or 0.3 points better than break-even. So just barely won. So that brought them down to 11th all-time if you look at the season. But even at 11th, the 10 teams ahead of them, eight of them won the championship. So eight and two winning the title, if you have that level of net margin, Bucks were just over 10 points per game. By the way, last year, they had the 17th best margin, Milwaukee, and 16 teams ahead of them, only five of the 16 didn't win it. So 11, or check that, so five of the 60, yeah, so 11 of the 16 won it that were better than Milwaukee last year. Well, they didn't win it. They didn't even make the finals. And this year, eight ahead of them won it. Two didn't. I mean, it just tells you this is a team that's supposed to win the title, and they're not even the favorites anymore, and now they're down 1-0. Any closing thoughts, Steve? If you watched the game today, which I did, RJ, you got to be concerned because oftentimes when you see a big upset like this, the team that wins the underdog makes a whole bunch of threes or they have one player go crazy, and that wasn't the case. Orlando hit less than 40% of the three-point shots. The eye test said Orlando was actually better than Milwaukee today. Jonas, set us up real quick. I know the game's starting, but Matt has a prop bet on the OKC game. Yeah, we will get to, we will get to that game coming up here. They are tipping off. Want to let you know first. We are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone's America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone tipping off shortly. The Rockets and the Thunder game one on pregame.com right now sees the Oklahoma. City Thunder, a one and a half point favorite.
What do you think? Well, what I thought is really interesting about this game, we all know Russell Westbrook is out, but they set the player props on James Harden tonight at 40 and a half points. I mean, when have you ever seen a point total player prop on one player at 40 and a half? Obviously, Oklahoma City is going to focus on stopping Harden. If Houston's going to win, they're going to have to get a lot of different people involved. 40 and a half seems like a giant number. I think I'd probably go under 40 and a half on James Harden. I heard a couple people talking about the efficiency numbers with Harden, um, you know, being the focal point with Houston this year and with Westbrook out, and they were mighty good. Not saying his points were through the roof like that, but just the team played very well when he was on the floor. Now, the catch 22 is when he was off the floor, it was horrible. You got to wonder do they go for maybe this first game? Maybe they do this. They, they, they play him a ton. Maybe hardly sits in the first half, right? Hardly sits. If they're in the game, he just keeps pushing through, saying, we're going to win this one or we're in trouble in game two. And if somehow they're down 10, maybe he doesn't play the second half. Like To me, they got to try to get one of the first two without Westbrook. And to me, they, they're not going to get it unless they play hard in a lot of minutes. But I don't think you can play him massive minutes in all the games so how do you go about it, Fez, if, it, if it's you? Yeah, I think you evaluate in the third quarter. Like you said, if it's a close game, you go all in to get that game. And if you get down big, maybe you go ahead and mail it in. Yes. It's always safe to just agree with the boss. Steve Fezzik, <laughs> um, just like you said, RJ. You know, Harden's going to struggle from three. Oklahoma City has great perimeter defense, second best in the league. And now we got a Rockets team. They're shooting 60% of their shots in the bubble from three. Bad matchup from that perspective. Yeah, I like OKC. You know, Fox Sports Radio had a uh, bracket or has a bracket contest. So I got to do one. And as, you know, the host in uh, the daytime, Jones, I, I didn't get a hold of you for that one. You know, usually I do for things. I figure I could cover this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got uh, I had my bracket filled out. Oh, uh, yeah, OK. I, so, OK. Yeah, so I was able I was able to get mine filled out. I actually have Houston winning this series, but I'm feeling less confident now. Yeah. So I actually have OKC in this series. And, and that's one I think that there's a lot of debate on. Because, listen, Houston was still favored in the series. What, minus 160 or so? Yes. Plus 140 on OKC coming into the game. But it's fascinating. Wait a minute. The Thunder are favored. It's on a neutral court, like all the games. But Houston's favored in the series? Obviously, they expect Harden, or check that, they expect Westbrook back. What kind of adjustment is that? Three and a half wise? point adjustment. Three and a half. Is. Yeah. So Houston if, uh, would be two and a half to three point favorite with Westbrook. Okay, so Jonas and I are going heads up on that. You, Jonas, you want to do a little bit like a, a, a points bet, me and you no on the shot. brackets? No shot, zero chance. <laughs> it's not happening. No, it's not happening. I do have a question for you guys, though. If you if you like Houston to win the series, but you do concede they're probably going to lose game one, wouldn't you wait after this game to see what a series price would be because maybe you'd get better value? You know, people talk about that all the time, but remember, this is pick them. Right? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. OKC's favored by one. Right. So what what you're saying is, if you like Houston to win the series, you're kind of saying the market's a little cheap on here. The theory is Houston's a little underrated. That's why you like them. Thus, maybe they should be a one-point favorite here. If you adjust it two points, saying if you think Houston is underrated. Now, if you were forced to pick every series, you know, I see your point. I mean, but if you're... If you're Houston and you win this first game, you're going to feel great. I mean, it's actually oh, loaded yeah. against OKC, too. 
Yeah, no, I, I would totally agree. This is one that OKC has to get because this could this could get ugly in a hurry if OK, if Oklahoma City loses this with no Westbrook. Yeah, it's a good point. They got a very mentally tough team, though. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And remember, we've been we we were trying to find the spot to talk about this. It just wasn't the right time. But OKC had questionable motivation in the bubble. They had a, a, a deal where they had a trade with. Uh, I think it was Philly. The seventy, yep, seventy sixers. Thank you. And the way the deal went was, if they ended up being one of the top ten teams, Oklahoma City. And remember, the playoffs are set not by how far you go or the drafting order, not how far you go in the playoffs, but your record in the regular season. And OKC was like tied for tenth. And the way that it went was, if they were in the top ten, Philly would get their number one pick this upcoming draft. If they were out of the top 10, Philly got two number twos, which are not near as valuable, two of them even, than a number one. So actually, OKC had some questionable motivation. Was that something that made the radar with you guys, Matt? Yeah, it does. Anytime we have motivational issues, but, it always does. But in does. that case, was that something that was being discussed? It, it certainly came up. But we thought the odds also reflected it. And it wasn't an insider information. It was publicly available information. When it becomes an issue, an integrity issue, is when oh, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. publicly available. you guys available. are monitoring everything. Yep, sure, of course. But I actually question if the market was accounting for... Well, let me say this. If you look at the games in the middle of the bubble, when this was, you know, in, mm-hmm. towards the end when it was more pertinent, the amount of betting against OKC was dra- where the line opened up I know Phoenix was hot at the time, but I remember that Phoenix game opened. Maybe Phoenix was two, and then Phoenix closed like seven and a half. I mean, that looked like there was people that believed in it more than the openers did. Questionable motivation for OKC. Agreed. And we saw excessive betting on all the teams fighting for that 8-9 spot in the West every game. But we even saw money come on Miami against Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's a better And Miami didn't have any motivation. Yeah, but still, it wasn't... I mean, how many games moved other than people sitting out five, six points? The NBA games don't move five or six points typically. No. Unless someone announces they're out, right? Normally, but those last two games, for the last two days of the bubble, the lines just went insane on a lot of games. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Real quick here... And we're going to go to get the headlines. Is I feel like Portland's overrated. I've looked at computer models that literally said that Portland should be downgraded for the bubble performance. Like if you just look at the bubble performance as eight games, net net, that team's worse after eight. Forget fatigue or what that they underperformed. What do you think? I agree. And you could make a case that no team's public perception got better in the bubble than the Portland Trailblazers. Lillard had a 60-plus point game and exploded. They beat Memphis. They got that seed. They really have this huge momentum with the betters. The public betting is all over Portland. But I'm with you. I thought this line move going from five to six and a half, very justified. Hmm. So what would you think of someone if they came in and said, hey, Mr. Holt, I want to be a professional batter. I'm thinking the Blazers on the series price offers good value. What would you say? I, I think that most public betters are on that right now. It's the trendy <laughs> hip pick, and I, I would certainly I wouldn't so be you super would, impressed. If someone came in and was trying to get a job as a pronosticator, you would say, no, thank you, son. <laughs> yes, probably. 
Any response, Steve Fazek? Who I picked the Blazers. I, of course, picked the Blazers. The Blazers did go six and two in the bubble with the third hardest schedule. The Blazers exceeded expectations coming in, but people well, became. Well, first off, that's your opinion. I'm saying the computer models are saying they didn't. Well, the computer models are saying that the public's well aware of how well they were playing early in the bubble, and so Portland got oh. juiced in their power rating early. And their second best player literally has a broken back. You're confused. All right. What I'm telling you is the power, these are computer ratings. This isn't any speculation. It's no assessment of the public. Computer ratings, and the rating I respect, NBAMath.com, had Portland ranked higher before the bubble, so during the hiatus, I'd say, right, than they do today. They've played eight games in between. The, the six and two games... What were they against the spread in those games? And what was their net margin against the spread? Yeah, right around 500, because they dropped their last two. Uh-huh. That doesn't sound like exceeding expectations to me. Yeah, and they almost lost to Brooklyn in an elimination <laughs> game as a 10-point favorite. All right, we're, we're, we're going to keep um, talking to Fezzik like he's on the stand in front of the Supreme <laughs> Court. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Okay, we're going to have a bonus best bet coming up. So two things after our last break. One, Steve Fezzik is breaking down the Rams. Force pick. Do you have a, a best bet on this? Yes. A best bet coming up. And Matty Holt said a surprise best bet. I don't know what it is. Actually, it's hockey. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, it's hockey. (laughs) That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money-making time right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we've been counting down the top teams in the NFL, 32 all the way down to one, and we find ourselves at number 17, the L.A. Rams. Fez has a best bet on the L.A. Rams under eight and a half wins. Okay, now I got to pull back the curtain a second. Matt Holtz here from U.S. Integrity, former bookmaker. He's booked billions of dollars legally over his time. And he said under Rams, and he started explaining why. And you rattled off two names. The names were? Corey Littleton, Dante Fowler. And Matt Holtz starts laughing. Like, <laughs> ah, ah! He's like hitting his stomach. And it's like, Fez goes, what, 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 what? And there was a big debate, right? And Fed says, and we were saying, and I can't lie, I was with Maddie. I'm like, that, that's no read. Those guys, no one's heard of those. You know, Fed's put his head down and started working with some numbers. Abacus is date back thousands of years into at least the Greek culture. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes up and he says, you know how much these guys are getting paid? Yeah, Corey Littleton, 12 mil per year. From they Vegas? Resigned with or signed with the Raiders? Yes. And Dante Fowler, jackpot with Atlanta, $15 million a year. So, what we're saying is, Fez was right, and Matty Holt came in all big time in him. And this is Fez. He said, Well, <laughs> yo, homeboy, welcome to the hood, brother. It's a little tougher here than your <laughs> office, right? <laughs> Two time Super Contest champ. 
Give us the rest of the reason, though. Those losses probably aren't enough to like under with the Rams. Yeah, so and the key, too, with the linebackers left, Howard and Young, are way below average starters. So key reason there. But Goff, I don't expect Goff to be improving here this year. He had a down year last year, and I think it's all about not having the running game and the play action. I expect another down year from Goff. Okay, so Gurley, when he left, it was a problem. Don't have a replacement. Still O-line issues with the Rams. Goff's QBR last year was? His QBR last year was 23rd. All right, Matt, you actually are higher on Goff. I just think the the actual offensive expectation for them, they were number 7 in the league last year in yards per game. They were number 11 in yards per play at 5.7 yards per play. The Rams. Uh, the Rams. And number 13 in the league in first downs per play. I mean, this was an offense that ran slightly better than average all year long. And all we talked about was how bad Goff struggled. So, so if him struggling was slightly better than average, then I think there's you know optimism that this team's probably going to be better than average. Last year they won nine games, totals eight and a half. What's the Vic? Minus one twenty-five to the under. One twenty-five to the under right now, and your pick is under eight and a half. I'm pressing the green button, baby. First time of any of the teams. <laughs> I like the over here. I think I think that the Rams are susceptible to have some down years. But this next year might be their last chance. Because that Ram, if they're going to have to sign Ramsey, it's going to be a monster. They got him this year regardless. They got that golf contract. They still got dead money with Gurley. I just think financially, this is the year. And I know with two new coordinators, they didn't weren't even going to go to the draft, or I'm sorry, they weren't going to go to the combine, or they didn't go to the combine. They had been heads down in that building. And let's, you know, he might not be a boy genius, but McVeigh's a pretty good coach. They got to win nine games, and I win the bet nine and seven. They got to go 500 or worse for you to win. Matt, you want to jump in on the press the button? Look, and they had yes, I'm in on the press the button. So and real quick, do you want to counter or you want to do your hockey pick? Maybe do your hockey pick real quick, thirty seconds. Yeah, I like the Washington Capitals tonight. Look, it, it, this happened with Vegas last week where they didn't close out 3-0 against Chicago, and a lot of coaches will tell you it's a blessing because if you close out tonight, you get five or six days off without playing a game. Coaches don't like that; they think they get rusty, and there's a lack of motivation with a 3-0 lead. I think the talented Washington team gets it done tonight, avoids the. Sweep. What's the uh, plus one hundred five? So this is a money line bet. Yeah, plus one hundred five. All right, we don't have time to get into. It. Well, you know, actually, we'll record it after the show and have it tomorrow. Is Maddie Holt has a theory on though the NBA ratings are down, actually the handle when the betting is up. He'll explain why. We'll get to that tomorrow. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone, if you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio, and as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Right out of Vegas! Vegas! 